Welcome back to an episode of Too Many Men. We got me, Tony, Eric, and Zach here today. We're going to talk a little bit baseball over unders. Uh, season starting in two games. I know Zach's excited. Best that's, time of the year. Yeah, that's really the only time you really get to root for them as a Mets fan because after opening day, it's usually downhill from there. Usually, not usually. this year. Oh, okay. All of a sudden, Zach, believe it or not, can see into the future. There's optimism. I hope I There's can. Optimism. Damn it. There's a lot of optimism. That's a good word to use. Optimism. Listen, I will say this. I was optimistic after the Jed Lowry signing. Imagine how I'm feeling now. <laughs> now definitely better. Lindor. Yeah, definitely better than that. You got any worries about Lindor potentially not being able to get locked down long term here before the season starts? Because I know he gave the Mets a deadline of opening day. I think it was a bluff on him. I think he wanted to see how much he could actually get. I think he's going to try to force their hand a little bit. Yeah. I feel like he'll end up signing. That's why I think too, but I was, I was texting Zach earlier, even if they don't re-sign Lindor and it just goes to the end of the season, there's so many good shortstops on the free agent market this year. Trevor Story, Corey Seager, Javier Baez, Carlos Correa, Francisco Lindor. One of those five is going to be an orange and black. It's different. It's different. Because you have Lindor there. I know. And that's, you know, your best chance always is to get the guy locked down who's already there. Yep. Because then you have to sell somebody else on it, and who knows how that's going to go. Zach, did you hear what Cleveland's trying to do with Jimenez? No, I didn't. They're trying to play him in center field, reportedly. Really? They're trying to play him in the outfield. That's odd. I feel like he's fast enough. He could definitely do it. Because they want um, Rosario to be the shortstop, I think. Oh, yeah, I forgot they got that. Uh, both yeah. of them, yeah. It, it was one of them. I actually don't know. One of them was outfield, one of them shortstop. They want them both in the lineup at the same time. I don't think it's going to work. I feel like they should just go with Rosario since he has somewhat training experience in center field. But Yeah. Zach, have you placed a bet yet on uh, on opening day? Have you? I know you said you're going to throw mad money on the Mets potentially. I didn't see – Last night I checked on FanDuel and DraftKings, and it didn't have any of the games. Yeah, the, the lines are finally out for opening day on FanDuel. Oh, they are? Yes. Okay, so I haven't really looked, so I'll probably place it tonight or tomorrow. Okay, all right, listen. So, and I all found right. out the, the Mets game Sunday is at 7, so I'll be home early. We're going to go team by team here uh, in alphabetical order based on city. Uh, these mm. lines are courtesy of FanDuel. These over-under totals are courtesy of FanDuel. And uh, each team, the team must play 159 plus games for the bet to stand unless previously unequivocally determined. So we'll start off in Arizona. The Diamondbacks last year won 25 games in their shortened season, a win percentage of 41.7%. This year, their over under number stands at 74 and a half, uh, 74 and a half over 74 and a half, getting you even odds under 74 and a half, giving you minus 122. Uh, Zach, I'll start with you with the Diamondbacks over under 74 and a half wins. I'm going to say, I want to say under. If you base it off last year, they would have hit that. No, I'm, I'm basing, I'm looking at uh 2019. Two years but I, ago. Okay. Yeah, but I still think it'll be under. I don't think they got much better. Uh, Eric, what do you think? I'm actually the reverse. I'm actually going to hit the over. Um, I know they lost Marte. They traded him to Miami, of all places. Yeah. If Mar- if Cattell Marte bounces back and Madison Bumgarner bounces back, they're not going to be – they're not going to be a playoff team. Let, let me get that out of the way. This team's not going to be a playoff team. No team in the NL West is going to be a playoff team besides the Padres and Dodgers. But – I think it's going to be more than 74. I think 77, 78. I think that's a realistic number. I got to find a place to write this down just so I have a log, you know, 74 and a half. That's an interesting number. It's just below 500 uh, for an MLB team. It's what around seven games below 500. They're in a tough division to say the least, you know, you got the Dodgers and the Padres there and the Padres took a step forward this off season, another step forward uh, off of their off season before that. San Fran uh, had a weird year last year. I expect them to take a, a step forward this year. I, I think the under, I think I like under 74 and a half games for the Diamondbacks. So let me write this down. MLB over unders, Diamondbacks, and Zach saying over, or Zach saying under, right? Yeah, I said, I said under. Do you want me to make the note on my phone tone or you got it? I, I got it going right here. So yeah. under 
is Zach and me. And then over is Eric. Eric, the only team taken, the only person taking the over, over 74 and a half for the Arizona Diamondbacks. They're an interesting team. They're in a tough division. It, it's going to be strange to see this year how they combat. You know, there's going to be some times where they have to play, you know, the Diamondbacks, not, not sorry, the Diamondbacks have Dodgers. to play the Dodgers yeah. and the Padres 12, 15 times a month. And that's, that's not tough. Good. Yeah. Especially three times in a row. Like it, maybe they play them twice every like a week. You know, they probably won't be able to do it. Yeah. Cause you only, you can only put your ace out there really once a week, maybe twice yeah. if you're pushing and, it. We got seven and games. Zach, who's, who's the NL West playing this year for interleague? I don't, uh, I don't know. I'm going to check. I'm going to check right now. Is that how that works with baseball? Yeah, it, it, it changes. Very yeah, it changes similar, every year. Yeah, it's very similar to NFL. Yeah. By the way, we, we 17 games. 17th game. You got Miami. Yeah. Listen, uh, there could be worse teams to play if you're the Giants. You know, we KC got, would be one of them. We, we got all Green Bay's got KC. Yeah, you must like uh, that. Nice little thing the NFL got, did there. We got the Chargers, so. That's not terrible. Could yeah. be worse. What are you going to say, Zach? I'm seeing Seattle here, so I'm thinking they're going to be the West. AL West. AL West, yeah. So they got lucky with that because they could. Yeah, they got the Angels. So definitely that they. That's a t- another tough league because I feel like the Angels are a little bit better too. Yeah. However, I think in contrast to that, we'll get to the ALS in a bit. I think the Angels are going to be pretty good. I think Texas is going to be arguably one of the worst teams in baseball. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, let's that go to sucks the sucks because they have a new stadium too. Yeah. And let's go to the nasty. let's go to the next team on the list. We got the Atlanta Braves. Um, ninety-one and a half is their number. Over ninety-one and a half is getting you even odds on Fanduel. Under 91.5 is minus 122. This is another interesting team. Had a very good year last year in the shortened season where they did win 35 games. But how much of a barometer is that going into this year? We don't know. Uh, I'm going to start with Zach again. Zach, this is your NL East rival in the Atlanta Braves. Uh, what do you see the Braves doing this year? Over, under 91.5. I'm going to go I'm gonna go under. I think this, this division is going to be mostly the Mets and the Braves. I think it'll be mo- like a big close matchup with the Braves uh, and the Mets at first and uh, second. And I don't think it'll be Philly right below. And who knows what Miami could do because they looked a lot very good last year. In that shortened season, they did. Yeah. So you're going under with the Atlanta Braves. I'm going to go on. Oh, this is the Braves. I thought we were talking about Philly. No, I'm this sorry. is the Braves. This is I'm the Atlanta Braves. I'm going to go on. Uh, yeah, no, keep it on there, actually. 91 and a half, yeah. Eric? Zach, this is so tough with the Braves, right? It is, yeah. yeah. This is going to be tough. I think it's going to be over. But the only disagreement I'm going to have with Zach here is I think that the NL East is much more than a Mets-Braves race. I think you can see Washington sneaking in. I think you can see Philly really making improvements. Yeah. The problem with Philly is that every year, as a baseball community, not just Mets fans, but as a baseball community, we expect them to do more, and they don't. Last year, they did win 58.3% of their games. So, uh, Eric, you take an over, right? You said I'm going with Eric on that one. Um, I think this team, if it reaches its potential this year, is a 100-win ball club. It's going to be a tough division. The Mets have gotten better in that division. Uh, Who knows what the Phillies are going to do this year going into it. Marlins had a decent year last year. But for sure, I think the Braves are potentially the most solid team in the division. I expect no major drop-off by them in any sense. I could definitely see them being a 100-win ball club. And I could see uh, 91 and a half being an easy over. I, I like the over there. It's all in the rotation for Atlanta. Yeah. Let's go AL East now. We got the Baltimore Orioles. It's 63 and a half. Over 63 and a half, minus 110. Under 63 and a half, also minus 110. Last year, Baltimore won 25 games, winning 41% of the games, just like the Arizona Diamondbacks did. <laughs> this is a bad team. But I'm going to start with you, Zach, since you're uh, you specialize in bad teams. Uh, what do you think? I feel like I'm going to have to go under again because I feel like the Blue Jays are a solid team this year. They got a lot of their young guys coming up and they made a few trades this offseason. The Yankees, obviously, going to be very good. Tampa Bay, I don't know how they're going to be uh, without their starting pitching, but uh, I think that it's definitely going to be an under under 62, you said? Uh, it is 63 and a half. 63, yeah, it's definitely under that. So you're taking the under. Eric? I'm going to take the under as well. Orioles actually with 25 wins surprised a lot of people. 
Yeah, there were stretches there where the Orioles, they weren't looking great, but they were looking better than you expected last year in that shortened season. Yeah, it was one of those things where it's like, wow, this this team's actually doing, you know, pretty good. And at times, I kid you not, we were talking about the Orioles potentially making the playoffs. Now, here's the other thing. This year, they're playing the Marlins, Braves, Mets, Phillies, Nationals. That is a recipe for not a good season in Baltimore. Um, I like the direction the team's going in. I like the people they're drafting, but I think it's going to be a, another what rough season in Baltimore. Only one or two more, though. Yeah, I, I can't really argue anything you guys are saying. I'm taking the under here as well. Uh, I it, They're clearly the worst team in the division in my eyes. Um, I know they battled out, what was it, Boston last year for, at some points in the season for that title because both teams didn't look great last year. But I can't really see Baltimore – I could see Baltimore being a hundred loss ball club. It's amazing. That's, that's terrible. It is amazing that Baltimore didn't finish last in that division last year. Yeah, it it's it's tough, but I think 63 and a half. I I see them coming in under that number. Uh let's stick in the AL East. We got the Boston Red Sox, 79 and a half. Over 79 and a half, getting you minus 104. Under 79 and a half, giving you minus 118. Last year, Boston uh won 40% of the games, 24 games they won. And Alex Cora returning to the helm in Boston. Could could mean big things for the Red Sox this year. Granted, they're definitely not the Red Sox team we saw in past years that have been able to compete for a World Series title. But I do think they're a solid team. And they're going to come in. I'll go first here. I think they come in close around that uh, 79 and a half number with them coming a little bit over. I think they're a 500 ball club. Uh, I think 81 wins is the sweet so- sweet spot for them. I'm taking over in the case of the Boston Red Sox over 79 and a half. Zach, yeah, I'm going to say over. I think that they last year was a tough year for them, and uh, I think they'll definitely try and rebound. And I feel like the Boston Red Sox they're always like a 60 to 70 win team, even if they're bad. So I feel like they'll definitely bounce back and uh, win some games this year. Maybe You're not taking in the over division. with me. Yeah, I'm going to take the over with you, Eric. I'm taking the over as well. This could be a surprise playoff team. Honestly. Oh, you got him. You got him going that for a wild card team? Potentially, I don't know yet. I'm still working out my playoff teams. It also depends on how many wild cards we're getting because uh, I don't know if it's back to normal. I have no idea, but I could see Boston making a playoff run. The wild card here, though, is Chris Sale. Yeah, and they're also relying on a couple of young players to take some steps forward this season. Um, it, it, it's going to be interesting. It, it could be a team that starts out kind of hot. And we'll see how they can last over the course of a 162 game season. Of course, Chris Sale being a huge wild card there. He's been their workhorse in uh, the past years. So imagine if they never traded bets. Yeah. I, they'd be a dangerous team in the AL if they never traded bets. But here we are. Uh, I, I do think that's a very good number put out by the, the odds makers. Um, but yeah, it, it seems like it seems like a number they could definitely get over, you know. Let's go to the next team. Uh, the Chicago Cubs coming in at 78 and a half is their number. Uh, over 78 and a half gets you minus 122. Under 78 and a half gives you even odds. Quite the fall from grace for the Chicago Cubs, who were a perennial contender a couple of years back. I'm going to start with Zach. I mean, they were still at the top of the division last year, even yeah. with the shortened season. So I feel like they could still. Last year, uh, they won 34 games, 56% of their games they won. Yep. I think that they could. Uh, get over that I, i'm gonna go with the over on that one i think st louis and cincinnati got a lot better this some uh, off season so it's gonna be a tough division but i think they could definitely get over that eric what do you think i have also the over with chicago mainly because they did not trade chris bryant i mean the rotations they don't have you darvish but they always had like a rotation that moved around yeah. too listen they got jake garrietta i know jake Gary is not what he once was but if he's in Chicago and he rebounds, they're going to look like geniuses there. Uh, Kyle Hendricks looks good. Lineup looks good. I like the Cubs to see at over 78 and a half. I am shocked that they have lower winning odds than the Red Sox. Uh, yeah, I can't really argue with anything you guys said there. I like the over as well. They weren't a bad team last year. Sir. Sure, Kyle Schwarber's gone. But they still have some great pieces. Not moving. Bryant was huge. Um, dumping you Darvish, I don't think hurts them that much down the line. I think they can clear that number of uh, 78 and a half easily. Uh, yeah, I, I have them hitting the over here as well. 
Keep it in Chicago. Uh, the number is 90 and a half for the Chicago White Sox. Over 90 and a half. That's the even odds. Under 90 and a half is minus 122. Uh, White Sox last year won 35 games, 58% of their games. Uh, I'm gonna start with I'll start with Eric on this one because I know Eric is uh has some interest in the White Sox here this season. They're a very interesting team. I do. Uh, Eric, what do you think about the White Sox this season? Yes, I have my my Todd Fraser shirt in my closet. Um hashtag bad purchases. Um, I'm going to go over here. I think right now they're my pick to win the American league. Mm. I know losing Jimenez is huge, but this is a team that we have to see sooner rather than later. They did not impress me in the playoffs last year. It was also their, yeah, it was their first time too. So, and also Tony La Russa brought him out of retirement. He's back, which the, which the, which the baseball hall of fame was not happy about. Really? No. Why not? Yeah. Why was that? Why weren't they happy? Yeah. So they put him in. He's in the Hall of Fame, and when he went into the Hall of Fame, they were under the assumption that his career was over, and he wouldn't be achieving any more accolades. That his plaque could be in there. He's fine. All that. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. But now they need a new plaque. He's coming out to a team that could be a contender in the AL. Yeah. <laughs> gonna need a new plaque. That's true. What do you think, Zach? Uh, 90 and a half wins here for the White Sox. I'm going to go over two. I think that they're definitely the best team in that division. I think Cleveland, they've gotten a little better, but I don't like Rosario personally. I think he was something that was definitely a miss for us. He, he's started to hit a little bit better lately, but I feel like it's a big drop off from Lindor. So I think that they're not going to be as good. So I think definitely uh, over. Uh, I know a lot of people around baseball are high on this team. Um, nine and a half is a lot of ball games. Uh, and the division's not the easiest. You still got Cleveland in there who can still compete a little bit and Minnesota in there as well. I think, I think 90 wins is the number for them. I'm going to have them coming in under uh, by a half game. Uh, I, it's close. It could go either way, but I, I lean under in this situation. So I'm taking under 90 and a half for the uh, Chicago White Sox. Let's go to the great state of Ohio. We have the Cincinnati Reds, 81 and a half games. Over 81 and a half is at minus 110. Under 81 and a half also at minus 110. Last year, the Cleveland, uh, the Cincinnati Reds won 31 games, 51% of the games. A little bit of a surprise to some people out there in Cincinnati. Uh, Eric, I'll start with you. What do you think this year for the Cincinnati Reds? I will take the under here. I mean, you're losing the NL Cy Young Award winner. I mean, yeah. And you it's flat a tough, out said, tough to come back from that. You flat out said you're not attempting to resign. I think this team's going to be okay. I don't think they're making the playoffs. I think they're around third or fourth. I think they're around the same area as another team in that division that we'll get to. But I think that I think this is an under. So you got under rookie's, Zach. What do you think? Rookie's got to break out. Yeah. I personally think this team could surprise uh, a lot of people. I think it could go over. I think they'll be around like 84, 85 at least. Uh, probably second in the division. That's what I'm thinking at least. Uh, yeah, I have them coming in just above 500. I think they're they're barely going to hit the over, but they're going to hit the over. Uh, they don't ask how. Just they ask, ask how, how many. Oh, yeah. And I think that number 81 and a half, I think they went 83 to 84 games. So I, th- I do think they catch that over this yep. season. Keep it in Ohio. The Cleveland Indians also at 81 and a half, uh, like the Cincinnati Reds. Same odds, minus 110 each way. Last year, Cleveland did win 35 games. That's 58% of their games. But, of course, Zach will let you know again who they lost in the offseason. So, Zach, I'll start with you. You did get one of their bigger pieces in the offseason. So, what do you think uh, this season holds for the Cleveland Indians? The last year under. of the Cleveland Indians, by the way. Yeah, I'm going to go under. I, I think that it was a big loss, and I, I don't think they have uh, all everything it takes to lead that division, uh, at least this year. So. so you're taking the under in Cleveland? Yep. going under. Eric? I'm taking the over, but just barely. 81 and a half is like, that's like right where I think they're going to be, like 82-80 or 83-79. It's really close. Uh, so you're taking the over just barely. I think I'm going to stick with you on that one. Um, they're an interesting team. I, I wouldn't be surprised each way it goes. I'm going to, I'm taking the over. 
a lot of that too. And there's gonna be a lot of games in there against the Tigers, a lot of games in there against the Royals, teams they can beat. And that those numbers are gonna add up at some point. They're gonna have a tough series, I, I believe, with Minnesota and Chicago. So yeah, I, I would take over 81 and a half there. I I don't think they're a great baseball team by any means, but they're good enough to definitely hit 81 and a half. Let's travel back out west in the National League. We got the Colorado Rockies. 63 and a half is their number over and under uh, coming in at minus 110. Another team just in that hell of a division that possesses both the San Diego Padres and the LA Dodgers. Uh, Zach, I'll start with you. What do you think holds in store for the Colorado Rockies who won 26 games last year? I, I always like to root for the Rockies. I think uh, they could get up to like 70 games, hopefully. So I'm going to go with the over here. I always root for them. They could hopefully get some home runs. They have the ballpark for it. So hopefully they could uh, get the over on that one. So you got over in yeah. Colorado. Eric? I have the over as well, even though they lost Nolan Arenado, which we broke on the podcast. Yes, we did. Below. Um, they Not saw- only did they lose him, they dumped him. Yeah. And, which the, the best part. Tony, we're on the air. We're talking. Tony goes, imagine if they give him a salary dump. There's no way, right? And then like 30 minutes later. <laughs> that's a dump. joke. That's insane. Um, no, I, I like the over here because they still have Charlie Blackman. They still have Trevor Story, although probably both will be gone by the trade deadline. Yeah. Um, I'll take the over here. I don't think they're hitting 100 losses. Uh, this is a tough team because, again, you're in a gauntlet of a division. And – you know, the story always with the Colorado Rockies is it's underperforming all the time, you know. And they're going to be lucky to take as many games as they can against the Dodgers and Padres. So I'm going to take under 63 and a half here. There's nobody there that really overwhelms me. I do like Trevor's story, but as you said, I think he'll be gone by the deadline as well. So I'm going to say under 63 and a half games. It might be 63 games, but I, I still think it comes in at under. Uh, next, we go with the Detroit Tigers, who's over-under set at 67.5 games, over at minus 106, under at minus 116. These lines courtesy of FanDuel. Last year, the Tigers won 23 games, 39% of their games. The third lowest win percentage in baseball last season. And, Eric, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, what do you think comes out of Detroit this year? This is, this is tough. Is it like 67s around the right mark? But I'll be an optimist. I'll say over. I like Miggy. So you're saying over Barely. for the Tigers up there? Easy division, too. Yeah, I I understand that division is a little bit easier compared to other divisions in baseball. It's just they're, they're just not a good team at all, you know? Yeah. And they do have young guys coming through the pipeline. I know they're coming, but how much is that going to do? young guys in their first couple seasons in teams where you're playing veteran teams like a Minnesota, like a Cleveland or a Chicago. It is looking like Casey Mize is going to be making his MLB debut this year. Yeah. So you're bad. taking, you're taking the over for this Detroit. Just barely taking the over. Yeah. So you probably have him coming around 68 games. I'm taking the under, I'm taking the under for the Tigers. I think 65 games, is a good spot for them. Zach, what do you think? Uh, they only won 47 games in 2019. Yeah. That's tough. That's bad. You hate to so see I'll, it. I'm gonna go with the under. I think they'll. I think they'll. Of that'll be a safe bet. They'll maybe improve, be in the 50s, but they were they were not a good team a couple of years ago. And I don't think they got any better. I'll tell you, D- Detroit sports. Yeah, just it's just always not, it's, not great right now. Before no. we move on from Detroit, I just want to mention that at one point the Tigers had five Cy Young winners in their rotation. Yeah, Verlander, Verlander, Scherzer. Price, I forgot about Scherzer, Porcello, and I think Anibal Sanchez was their fifth guy who wasn't a Cy Young. So four Cy Young winners and Jose Valverde in the bullpen. Miggy, wow. Triple Crown, Washington v- really made out with a lot of those. <laughs> and they won zero World Series games. Wow. Do you remember them going? They went, right? Yeah, yeah I went. think so. That was... I saw Pablo Sandoval hit three home runs in game one. I'm like, it's over. Hmm. I don't know why I remember that World Series. I remember... I remember the Tigers being in the World Series for some reason. Like, yeah, how, how, does a t- how does a team with that history, you know, and we can say this about every single Detroit sports team right now, really, except for the Lions, because they never really had the history to back it up. Yeah, they've had good players, but the history is not there like other football teams. 
all of Detroit sports. How did they get to this point? Eric, we talked about the Pistons the other day. We did. We were we were on What's a keeping the Pistons in Detroit? Detroit, the city itself, maybe. It's, it's, it's all history. <laughs> it could be. It really is all history. History can only get you so far. The only team yep. where we kind of know why they fail is the Red Wings. Yeah, well, they're still paying for all those Stanley that, Cups. That writing was on the wall. For yeah, the listen, they pushed it off as long as they possibly could. And I will say this. I don't know if you guys remember the 2014 division series between Detroit and Baltimore was that was wild. Yeah, yeah. that was insane. That whole playoffs was insane. All right, let's go to the next team. We'll go down to Texas for the most hated team in baseball by far. The Houston Astros coming in at 87 and a half games. Uh, last year, Houston won 29 games, snuck into the playoffs with a losing record, winning 48% of their games. I'll start with Zach. Zach, where do you see the Astros finishing this year? Uh, I'm going to still go with the over here. I think they're still a decent team. They've got a lot of good players. And as, as much as I hate them and everybody in baseball hates them, they're still going to be a decent team. So I think they'll get over that. Eric, what do you think? What's the over-under again? 87 and a half. 87 and a half, yeah. 87 Ooh. and a half and over-under both minus 110. I'll go... I'll go over. I, it's t- it's tight. It's tough. It's real tough. But they have a good manager. They still have a good lineup. Besides Zach Greinke, the rotation scares me a little bit. Um, I mean, their number two right now is Odorizzi because Verlander's out. Framber Valdez is out. Um, who else? McCullers is out. They lost Keiko a couple of years ago. That's the only part that's worrying me is the rotation. But I like them over 87 and a half. I look at their division and it's not as much them as who they'll be consistently playing. Sure, the, the A's are a decent team, but Texas, Seattle, I mean, the Angels every year, they should be better, but they never are. I think they come in over 87 and a half. And I, I don't think it's that. They might be a 90, 91, 92 win ball club, you know? It's an interesting team down there still. And a lot of those players are fighting for contracts too. I know, as you said earlier, Eric, uh, is it Correa is up uh, at the he, end of the year? He turned down six years, $120 million. Wow. Yeah, that's... So, see, he's playing for big money. He's so trying he, to get big, bigger they money. Signed, at least. They signed McCullers five years, 85. Granky's a free agent after this year. Jeez. And they were, they're working right now to sign Carlos Correa. And they did already lose George Springer. Yeah, I, I still think, though, you know, players going to be playing hard down there, definitely. Especially, I think there's going to be some added fuel. Now there's going to be larger crowds and ballparks because they're going to get booed a lot. A I don't lot. know. You, you don't think there will be a few people to throw at someone? Throw, oh, like, a pitch at someone? Oh, there will, but that might just fuel them more, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yankees, Astros. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Dude. If I didn't like getting that thing up my nose, I'd buy tickets. You can just get a, a negative test. Yeah, just get a negative test. Yeah, but uh, it's so much work. Get back Once you get vaccinated. Yeah, that too. All right, let's go to Kansas City. We'll take a look at the Royals. 74 and a half is their number over under, both showing minus 110 odds. Last year, the Royals won 43% of the games coming in with 26 wins. Uh, I'll start with Eric here. Is Eric, where, where do you think the Royals come in here? You know what? Over. Really? Yes. Okay. I liked a lot of the moves the Royals made this offseason. If there wasn't other teams spreading wealth this offseason, my offseason champion was Kansas City because they did a lot. Gordon retired. Okay, we'll bring in Andrew Benatendi. First baseman hole. I did forget. I forgot they did move for Benatendi. Let's get Carlos Santana in from Cleveland on a buy low contract. Yeah. Salvador Perez is here for another five years. They got a top draft pick. There's a lot to look forward to in Kansas City. I heard 77. I was like, you know what? This could be a 500 ball club. And I kid you not. So you have them beating that over under by a lot. 74 and a half. So you have them clearing that mark potentially by the last two weeks of the season. My guess is like 77 around there. I think this is going to be an over ball club, especially 
because of the division they're in. I hear all your points, and I hit you with, it's the Royals. I'm taking yes. under 74 and a half games. Somehow they have a City. World Series. I Dude, that World Series stands they out. they played is, the Mets. Yeah, but that World Series is like the most what World Series ever. Yeah. Royal really Mets? Get out of <laughs> yeah. here. Why? It was like the Why worst did we do World that? Series ever. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Jacksonville AFC title game of World yeah. Series. Yeah, it's that. Uh, Zach, what do you have? Over or under 74 and a half? I'm going to go on there. I think they will be a better team than 2019. They had 59 wins in 2019, but I think they will be around 71 to 72 wins. That's okay. bad. They're not hitting 59 level. Again. Yeah, no, no, definitely yeah, not. 50, it's t- it is tough to lose 100 games. Yeah. That is a tough scene. Next, we have the Los Angeles Angels out in the AL West, a team that every year, regardless of the fact they have Mike Trout, seems to be underachieving. 83 and a half is the number. Minus 110 each way. Last year, the Angels only won 26 games. That's 43%. I'll start with Eric. Uh, I've been starting a lot of AL teams with Eric. I, I like that. I like how I do that. Let's start uh, the AL with me. <laughs> yeah, so what do you think here for the Los Angeles Angels, formerly of Anaheim? I don't know. <laughs> right? I, this I, is I, a tough one. With well, Mike I, Trout, you think Mike Trout should be over, but you don't I, know. The thing is, the lineup, and I will say this, the lineup line is good. Is one of the best in the American League. Arguably the best in the American League. Who you got? Trout, Otani, Upton, Rendon. Uh, you got the, the, the new shortstop from, um, oh, to replace um, Andrelton Simmons. You got Joe uh, Adele. Yeah. Okay, the lineup looks really good. And then I look at the pitching. Yeah, the pitching in the bullpen is where it's... Cool. You got Rysel Iglesias, Steve Ciszek, and Tony Watson. Awesome. I'll go over, but I know it's going to be wrong. <laughs> I know it is. Every year I pick the over for Angels wins, and every year I am repeatedly disappointed. So you're going over? <laughs> oh. Yes. I like I like pain and torture. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. Yeah, really. Zach? Uh, as a fan that has a terrible bullpen or is known for having an awful bullpen, oh, I'm going to yes. go under. <laughs> yeah, I'm sticking with you. There's no way. I mean, they're becoming a laughing stock how you have the best player of the generation and you can't do it. And what? You can't even make a playoff uh, position. New, He's made the playoffs the, once and they got the, walloped in the wild card round. They're the new Seattle Mariners. Uh, yeah, okay. You had Ken Griffey and did nothing. All right, next team to look at, back out in the NL West. So we're staying in California. This is the highest number out of all the teams. It's the LA Dodgers, World Series champions last year, 103 and a half games, minus 110 each way. Uh, last year in a 60-game season, the Dodgers won 43 games at 71%. I do not expect them to hold up that pace over a 162-game season, but who knows? They might actually be able to. Tony, they had 106 in 2019. Yeah, that's a and lot And now they of have wins. a better pitching rotation. They, mm, Yeah, they do. It's just... That's high. That is a big number. It is the most complete team in baseball. Yeah, it really is. Should win the World Series, no questions asked. You know? I'll start with Zach. 103. Uh, 103.5. I'm going to go thinking? over. I'm going to go. I'm going to say they're going to have 105 total. Eric? Zach, you're insane for thinking they're going over. I think they're going over. I think they're, they're the pitching is better. Their hitting is the same as before, pretty much. You're nuts, but I'm going over too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I hear what everything you just said. It sounds this, crazy. I'm also taking team, me over. You know what? You want to talk about this being a 100-win team? This could be a 110-win team. I think you have to take the over here. Yeah. yeah. This is one of the best baseball teams we've ever seen. How many Without times, a doubt. How many times do you play people in the division? good amount like a majority of the schedule and they have games against texas and seattle too is it 20 times each team in the division or is it more than that i don't know i honestly don't know with covid they might have changed things because it's not years let's just say for argument's sake it's 20 times each team 
they might beat the Rockies 18 times, the Diamondbacks 18 times, the Giants 18 times, and the Padres 13. Jeez. That's a lot of games right there. And you said they have to play what? What 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 AL division are they playing? The AL West. Yes, they got the Rockies. They're gonna beat the they're gonna beat the Mariners but, in every game, the Rangers yeah. in every game, will, the Angels in most of them. I am excited for the first Dodgers Astros game this year. Yeah, that'll be good. Same. That's going to be real good. Really excited for that. So we all took the over, over the highest number that Vegas has put out there. Also, let me throw this out there. Look at what San Diego had to do, not even to be the favorites, to compete with that. Blake Snell and you, Darvish. You had to get Blake Snell, you, Darvish. You had to get Fernando Tatis that contract. Mega money. Mega money for Fernando Tatis. I 105 wins sounds nice. I'm surprised this number isn't 105. I think it's 100 easy. They're breaking 100. And then you tell me that they got to just win four more games after that. I think yeah. Oh, what? they had 105 wins in 2019. Oh, that's right. And they just had the NL Cy Young Award winner. 71 percent of 162. They won 71 percent of games last year. Is 115 games. No credit to MLB. Manfred wanted to change everything with the playoff system. And who do we get in the, the World Series? The two number one seats. Yeah. Just added more teams just to get to the same result. There's nothing you could do about the Dodgers. No. no. The fact that they only have one World Series is a crime. Yeah. They should have more than that. Choke artists. Yeah, we'll see. They might still be. They might have just gotten lucky last year. They, I would say they should have had one in 2017. They should have won that one. Right, and but- 2019, the the year against Washington. I mean, fluke, fluke from Washington. Blue. I wouldn't say it was a fluke from Washington, but they blew Ugh. that game. That last game of the series, LA blew that. Okay, let's let's move uh, back out east. We have the Miami Marlins, seventy-one and a half. Last year, the Marlins did shock some people. They shocked many people, actually. They won 31 games, finished over 500 for the first time in a while. And 71 and a half games seems a little insulting for this team. They're a team that seemed like they're on the rise in some senses. I I think over 71 and a half is a pretty safe bet here. It's minus 110 each way, but I'm taking over 71 and a half. Zach? Yeah, I'm going to go over two. I think they'll be around like 75 to like 76. But I think they're definitely uh, they're definitely going to be uh, going over that. It's a Eric? tough division too. So yeah, going, yeah. I'll, I'll go over. I'll, I'll... not only the Mets. That's not yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> but I'll, I'll go over. I'll be I'll I'll be optimistic. I'll they could be better than the Phillies. I could see that. Hmm. The Bryce Harper Phillies. They could be better than them. They got to trade them. <laughs> Right. Reminder, reminder tone that Joe Girardi's managing the Phillies. Oh, it's my guy. It's it sucks amazing. Me it's like, how? Yeah, especially after that 2009 World Series. Yeah, listen, you beat them, then you join them. There has been times I forgot Joe Girardi manages the Phillies. There's it's a lot of choice. times I forget that. Oh, that forgot. Going back to Detroit, though, that's another reason I had the over on Detroit. AJ Hinch. Is he their manager now? Yeah. It's a solid hire. It's a really good hire. I keep thinking the manager of, I think it's the San Francisco Giants is still that old guy. Bruce Boshi? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> you know who it is now? No. Some young dude. Who is it? The old Phillies guy, Gabe Kapler. Yeah, I see him and I'm like, that's not Bruce Boshi. <laughs> this should be Bruce Boshi. Detroit had an old guy too, didn't they? Uh, a couple of years yeah, ago, I think like so. That, like a while ago. That's the other one is that I keep, every time I watch the Angels, I think it's Mike Sosha. I know it's not. I know it's Joe Madden. Oh, now I got to find out who that, what the manager I'm thinking of, what his name is. For who, Detroit? Oh, Jim Leland. Yeah, Jim Leland. <laughs> yes, that's what I still think of. Yeah. Like, I think Tigers, I think Jim Leland. He hasn't, he hasn't managed since 2013, but that's still what I think about. Listen, the Tigers. It is going to be a hard transition for you guys when Terry Francona is not managing Cleveland. He's been there a while. He's going to be the guy I think about until two managers after. Do you know who the longest tenure manager in baseball is? I had to do some looking. 
Is it Francona? Bob Melvin in, Cle- in uh, Oakland. You never really hear anything out of Oakland when it comes to personnel. No. The only thing you hear about with Oakland is the ballpark, the new ballpark that's supposed yeah, to Yeah, and how they need a new one. <laughs> For 20 years. Let's go up to Wisconsin and check out the Brewers. 83 and a half is their number from FanDuel this season. Last year, they won 29 games coming in just under 500. And uh, minus 120 for the over, over 83 and a half, and minus 102 for the under. I think they come in under. I'm not sure. I'm going to start with uh, – I got to think about it a little bit more. I'm going to start with Zach. Zach, what do you think for the Brewers here? I'm going to go over. I think they'll be around like 87, 86, and I think that it will be a tough uh, fight with St. Louis for the uh, division lead. Eric, what do you think? I, I think the under, but it's close. It's a very close. Yeah, see, that's how that's where I'm leaning. I'm I'm worried about the rotation. I've always been worried about the Brewers rotation. I like Yelich, and I like Hater, but I, I the rotation's just eh. Yeah, I that's a, that's an interesting number. You know, eighty three and a half. Yeah, but I, I think they come in under. All right, Eric. Let's take a run up to Minnesota. 89 and a half for the Twins, minus 110 each way. What do you think happens to the Minnesota Twins this year? Because the Vikings have not disappointed the state of Minnesota enough. We need to have a team that has zero playoff wins since 2003. Uh, what's the over under? 89 and a half. I'll go under. Twins won 36 games last year, enough to take the division. You're taking I'll, under 89 and a half? I'll, I'll go the under. I think it's going to be around 88. Dude, that's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm taking the under two. Zach? I'm going to go over. Okay. I think they'll run away with this division. I was going to say, you think they'll win the division? Yeah. I think that uh, it'll be close with the White Sox. It depends, I, I think it'll it, end up it depends on the step forward the White Sox make. Yeah. You know, because if they don't take the step forward, then it's Minnesota's division to lose. Yeah. Really, the AL Central in the whole is how far ahead can the White Sox take? Yeah. I think it, with having that like playoff experience last year, it might help. Although there wasn't like a full capacity crowd, like they had some people there. So I feel like it'll help. All right. Let's go out to Queens city field, New York Mets. This is the first one we've hit where the over under is not a half number. It is 91, Jeez. 91 over under minus minus one ten each way. The New York number. Mets last year won. 26 games, 43% of their games. And I'm going to start with Zach. Zach has already said it's a big number for the Mets to accomplish 91. No, Zach? no. I just, I'm not used to seeing 91. It's not, not, oh, yeah. You're used to seeing like 80. I'm used to seeing 74 to 81. Okay. Seven, we're used to seeing, max. Listen, to not, seeing 91, that's a good thing for me. But like, it's a little, it's, it's nerve wracking. The first number is a nine. That's uncharted territory. Yeah. We, yeah. we haven't been there probably in 20 years. <laughs> Well, no, I'm probably go... since the year you came off the World Series, you probably had 91 projection. No, it was still like 88, 89. What? Yeah. Oh, that's close, though. You probably could have found a book that had nine there. Oh, we were looking. Don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go over. Of course you are. <laughs> yeah. What did you think I was going to do? I'm going to stay consistent with my pick. Eric, what do you got? What do you think? Yeah, okay. <laughs> all um... right, I've been saying it since you traded for Lindor and did all this shit. Take it under. Of course you are. 81 and 81. You're 500 ball club, Zach. Whether you like it or not, you can't nope. escape it. It's not going to happen. You cannot escape being a 500 ball club. Just wait. Even in a You'll good year, even bucks. in a good year, you win 87 games and you still come in under this under. Listen, we went to the World Series with, I think it was like 91 and 71. I think it was, yeah. About that. That'd be a push. It would be. <laughs> yeah. There's only there's not many without a half number. It's one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. It's the teams they don't know. There's seven. There's seven teams that they have no idea. Yeah. Who are we grouped with? You're with the Blue Jays, the Nats, the Giants, the Mariners, and the Cardinals. Oh, and the Rays. Yeah, the Rays. I can see not being half game. All right, keep it in New York. Let's go with New York's team. New York Yankees, 95 and a half over city. What is it? 95 and a half. 
as long as they can stay healthy, which has been a very big problem in recent and that's years. My, that's my doubt. Luke Voigt already out to start the season. <laughs> last year's home run leader, out. They won that's, 33 games last year, 55%. That's my big doubt. There's no way in hell I'm not saying this team is a 100-win ball club. I say they win 100 games, and I'm taking the over. Zach? I say they win 98. I'll take the over, too. Eric? I'll take the over. The crazy thing is I'm still, I still don't know if they're winning the division. I think it's tough. I think it's between them and another team we'll get to. I think it's going to be a neck and neck, but I'll take the over. Toronto or Tampa, which one? I was going to hint. Yes. Their city begins with the letter T. Mm, very good hint. Very good hint. Let's go out to Oakland. 86 and a half is their number. Last year, they did win 36 games, enough to win the division. That's 60%. They come in at 86 and a half over under, both minus 110. Eric, what do you think for the athletics? I'll take the under here with the athletics. I think this is the year you start seeing cracks. Um, I, I, every year I say under, too. But this is I'm really nervous about this Oakland team. Zach? I'm going to go over with it. Yeah, I'm going over with it as well. I think they come in around 87 games. I think they hit the over by a game. I was thinking 92. I think you see a step down, definitely. But um, – I think that that division is still weak enough and they're still good enough. Shout out to the 24 hours that the Mets thought Mets fans thought we were getting that Chapman. The there's, there, dude, there's a period of time. The Mets fans felt like they were getting everybody. Nothing beats the Trevor Bauer. That was terrible. Couple minutes. For some reason, I want to say there was a more obvious one that we were missing than Trevor Bauer. Is there? Over the because past- the news came out that he signed there. There was the newsletter. I want to say there was like a bigger troll. Like somebody was coming in that and then they weren't. I thought it was also Trevor Bauer, wasn't it? Wasn't that Nightingale on Twitter? Well, Nightingale's, I mean. It's Nightingale. <laughs> All right, let's go back to the NL East. The Philadelphia Phillies over under 81 and a half. They were expecting so much more of Bryce Harper since he got there. They're expecting... All woes to be gone. They were under 500 last year, 28 and 32 in the shortened season. Uh, their number is 81 and a half, minus 116 for the over, minus 106 for the under. Uh, I'll start with Zach. Zach, what do you think for the Phillies there? I'm going to go over. I think a lot of these teams in the NL East are going to be like around the uh, over the, like 80, 81. Zach, Zach has the NL East becoming a super division. Yeah, maybe. It's Eric? better than seeing the Giants division. Facts. <laughs> Eric? I'll go the over two here. Yeah, but their win, uh, their win total of all the teams combined might be larger because you might have two hundred win teams. I mean, or or a hundred, you might have a hundred and ten and like a ninety five. I mean, speaking of wins, did you see what I said in the group chat earlier that the the Bills have more wins than the Sabers in the past year? Yeah, that's that's crazy. So you're taking the over, Eric? I'm taking the over. I'm saying under. I think they finish under five hundred this year. I, I do not. I do not like what they're doing at all. They're not. They're, they're making enough moves or doing just enough to stay in place. No clear direction forward, no clear direction backwards. They're staying in place. The division got tougher. They did not. The Marlins are going to take a step forward. The Mets made some signings. The Braves are still the Braves. The Nats, who knows? I'll give you that. I'll give you the Nats, who knows? But they're stagnant. And I say they go under 81 and a half. Let's go to the worst team in baseball, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Their number comes in at 58 and a half. That is low. That is low. That's really low. That really is low. really low. Last year, they won 19 games. That's 31%. Worst in baseball. Let's see. They won 69 games in 2019. Nice. Zach, what do you think for Pittsburgh here? I'm going to go over. I think it'll be like 59 to 62 in that area for sure. But they're not very good. They're not good at all. (laughs) Eric? I'm going under. I'm going under who they got. Nobody. I cannot think of a single player that is on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Bell? Is he still there? No, I think they traded him. He's on Washington, right? That's the one I knew. (laughs) 
right. Here's well, how. Here's how I'll say this. It's okay. Gregory Polanco is still there. Oh, in he a, is. In a minimum, I feel bad for that guy. One hundred and twenty games. The least amount of wins in a season is twenty. Held by the eighteen ninety nine Cleveland Spiders, who went twenty and one hundred and thirty four. Bad. I don't think they touched that, but I cannot see the Pirates doing much more than doubling that number of 20. They're a 48 win ball team. 48, 49. The minute, the minute, if they lose their 121st game, there'll be a celebration for me and Zach. Oh yeah. (laughs) Cause that, that that number's so low and I just got to imagine they coming under it, you know? Let's go out to the team that made the most moves this offseason, the San Diego Padres, obviously making waves out there in the NL West, and you have to with the Dodgers right there. Their yeah. number's 94 and a half. What is it? 94 and a half for the Padres, minus 110 each way. Same for the Pirates, is minus 110 each way. But 94 and a half for the Padres. Last year, the Padres took their first step forward 37 and 23, 61% of their games, wildcard team. Zach, what do you think? This is tough. I want to go over, but I'm not going to. I'm going to go under. I okay. think they'll be around 90 to 92 wins. Nice way to follow your gut there. Yeah. Eric? I'm going to go over, mainly because I've seen the rest of the division. I think this is the third best team in the National League. Um, I'll go over here. Yeah, I think they're a 95-win club, and I think they hit the over by a game, by a half game. I, I do think they hit it, though. I they're up there. They're they're a top five team in the NL, no doubt about it. So yeah, I, I would say over pretty easily. San Francisco Giants, another one of these teams without a half game. Seventy five is the number, minus one ten each way. Uh, Zach, what do you think for San Fran? I'm gonna go under. I think they'll be around seventy one, seventy two. Last year, San Francisco won twenty nine games. They won 20, just, 77 too in 2019. Just they almost made under. the playoffs last year. Did so, you're really? saying, so you're saying under? Yeah, I'm going to go under. Eric? I'm going to go under two. Um, even though, like I said, they almost made the playoffs against Milwaukee. Um, it's so hot, tough to call with a shortened season. Uh, yeah. Roster just looks mediocre. I'm going to go under. Yeah, I'm taking the under as well. There's nothing there that blows me away. And again, if you're playing the Dodgers and Padres, not only it's just hard against them, but those are two lineups that can cause slumps in some players. And who knows how you're going to come out of that series mentally and have to play another team that you should beat, but you just might not be able to because you're not in the right headspace about it because you just got walloped by the Dodgers and the Padres. Let's go up to Seattle. The Mariners number is 73. Uh, over under 73 minus 110 each way. Last year, the Mariners won 27 games, 45% of them. 73, another one of those numbers that you can push on. Uh, Eric, what do you think for Seattle? I'll go over here. Um, I, I like what I'm seeing out of Kyle Lewis, mainly. I think he's a star in this league. Zach? I'm going to stick with under. I feel like they're one of those teams that like long-term over the the long season, they're not going to be able to win every game. And I feel like they're going to be like a 68 win team. They're a strange team. They always seem to have like a stretch of games where they're really good. Yeah. And I think it's going to be enough. I think they do hit the over, I think 74, 75 win team. It's tough though. You know, I, I, I like 73 is a low number for them. I like them to hit the over, but still finish under 500. Let's go to St. Louis. The Cardinals, 86 is their number, minus 122 for over. Under is at even odds. Under 86, even odds. Uh, Zach, what do you think for the St. Louis Cardinals? Uh, I'm going to go under. I think it'll, they'll still be in the 80s. It'll be like, I think it'll be by one game. They'll, they'll have 85 wins. They were COVID-riddled last year. They won 30 games. Zach, sticking with the under. Eric? Speaking of COVID, Reynolds, how did all the teams that have COVID outbreaks make the playoffs? Right, listen, last year? listen. I'm watching the Devils have a COVID outbreak and do what they're doing. Yeah, Buffalo. same with the Sabers, the Wild, the Wild bounce back. Colorado, Dallas, Colorado doing you know. Um, no, I'm gonna go over for 
St. Louis. This is my division champ for the NL Central. Um, I like around 88-89 wins. I like over as well. I like a little bit higher than you. I like to be a 90-win ball team. I like they, they, got, they got the favorable end of a salary dump somehow that I still don't understand. Like, there's no team with a better offer. By the way, can we just say that UCLA is up nine? Yeah. I love it. Zach doesn't. Zach's a big Michigan guy. No, I'm not very happy. Four teams left. Uh, The Rays down in Tampa made some waves last season, but then they traded away Blake Snell to San Diego. Their number comes in at 86, and it's minus 110 each way. Last year, the Rays beat the Yankees in the first round of the playoffs. They won 40 games last year, enough to win the AL East. Their number is 86. Eric, what do you think for the Rays? I'm going to go over. Uh, Not by much, but I'm going to go just slightly over. Every year, we look at the Rays roster and we're like, how is this team good? And now I think we're seeing finally some talent emerge. Zach? I think I'm going to go over as well. I think they're a 90-plus win team. I'm going to hit you with under. Um, I don't like trading away Blake Snell at all. No, that wasn't a good idea. Because good pitchers are hard to come by. And I know the Rays always seem to pull these players out of thin air sometimes. But... There, there's like 20 teams around the league that would give for a Blake Snell, you know, and they just let him go. We got a John Heyman tweet about Lindor. Oh, no. Give Mets, it to me. The Mets' $325 million 10-year offer to Lindor contains no deferrals, meaning it's actually worth more in terms of net present value than Betts' 365 12-year deal that's heavily deferred. Wow. Lindor said to be seeking a $385 million deal with no deferrals. Jeez. And that deadline is opening day, apparently. Yep. I'm taking the Rays under 86 wins. Um, I like them to be the third best team in this division. That feels good saying. I feel very confident saying that. I Texas, t- Texas Rangers opening up their ball club to full capacity for the first time in 2021. Is that the only stadium that's opening full capacity? Yes. Texas. I know the Astros aren't. 67 and a half is their number. So the full crowd getting a great product in the Texas Rangers is minus 110 each way over under. Last year, Texas won 22 games, 36% win percentage. 67 is their number, Eric. What do you think over or under? Under city. I think this is is not a good ball club. I'm going under here. Zach, I think with a full crowd, you got to hammer the over. Really, you like? Yeah, you, you got to hammer the over. I like that in ball games. I don't like that over the course of a whole season. <laughs> hammer the over, especially because I think we're going to end up getting a full crowd by the end of the year, and other places. That'd be nice. I'm taking the under. This team's bad. They just DFA'd <laughs> Odor, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll pick them up. Yeah, I think under. I think they're 60, 63 win team. Well, did you see his average last year, Odor? No. 167. Yeah, listen, that's not great. <laughs> but with that being said, short you season, did, you don't know. You get 10 home runs. You get the slump, that could be it. You better 167 and still hit 10 home runs. Yeah. Really seemed like he should have hit single digit home runs. How many hits total did he have? Can you find that? Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. Because who? let's say he only had like 30-something, 40-something hits, and he had 10 home runs. Like, excuse me? He what had, is that? He had 23 hits and 138. What is that? And 10 of those were home runs. <laughs> That's almost 50%. Power header. <laughs> is that? That's apparently the only thing. Yeah. In 2019, Odor led the league with 178 strikeouts. Oh, not good. And, not he hit good. 30, and he hit 30 home runs on 107 hits. All right, let's go up to Canada. Let's look at their only team, the Toronto Blue Jays. Their number, like the Rays, is 86. And this is my belief to be the second best team in the division. 
I'm taking the over. I think they're a 90-win ball club. I like the moves they made. I like another year of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. I like them to hit 90 games this year and cash that over in. Eric? This, I think they could rival the Yankees as the best team in the division. I'm hitting the over here, too. Zach? Uh, I'm going to take the over, too. Definitely the second-best team in the division, maybe third. But it's we got such good teams in that AL East. Last team, NL East, two years removed from a World Series, the Washington Nationals. Their number is 84. Some injuries last year in the shortened season. They only won 26 games, 43%. They're my favorite team in the NL. But I think they finished under – they snagged Kyle Schwarber, didn't they? Yep. Yeah, they did. Now, I'm not going to pick a push because you can't. I like them to come in just under, 82-83. Eric? I like the under as well. I think it's close, but I'm leaning under. Zach? Yeah, I was planning on going under as well. All right, so that's it. That's every single MLB team. We predicted their over-unders for this season. We always said we are going to do this every year. We never did it. It was the first year we actually did it, and I had a lot of fun. I love it. It's a great time. I don't like baseball that much. I love looking at baseball numbers. I cannot wait to place an opening day bet. Me too. $100 on the Mets. Play ball. That's right, Eric. (laughs) $100 on the Mets. All right, so we hope you – serious, Eric. Stop it. you got to stop. You have to stop. (laughs) All right, so that's going to conclude this episode of 20 Men. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, more betting stuff will definitely be coming as the year goes on. I want to be a little more baseball-centric this summer because I'm trying to get into baseball more as we go. That And we just have to talk about everything. I know. I, well, it's the summer. What else are we going to talk about? I'm sure the that's MLB true. runs late this year, and so is the NHL. But Watch MLS. <laughs> no, that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. I'd rather watch I, get bought, I, I heard there's a chance they might get bought out by some other uh, – what? Like European thing. Whoa. Someone wants to buy them and make them better. Make our make the MLS better. That'd FIFA be nice. was thinking about it. You scare nice. me for a minute. That'd be nice. Listen, we always NASCAR. down for more talent in American sports leagues. Yeah. Weekly NASCAR races for me. That's my that's my jam. Yeah, time. Tony, was you, you like the dirt race, huh? You're gonna start Big watching NASCAR. Race, yeah. Big fan of the dirt race. Big fan of cars that don't belong on dirt. Big dirt guy. In the a, dirt. I'm a huge a, dirt guy. A quarter of their races are road courses, too. Yeah, so. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge dirt guy. I already, I'm planning on going to Bristol next we year because they're coming back Bristol. out with the dirt race next year. I plan on being there 100%. <laughs> I, I wanted to go this year, but we couldn't find tickets. Yeah, they literally sold out in like 15 yeah, minutes. We decided a little bit too late on that, but <laughs> I, I'm so down for next year to go to Bristol. I look, are they having a regular race at Bristol this year or is that yeah. it? Yep. Yeah, no, that, in, all, in August, okay. it's a night race. We should do the night race this year. Because, and, Bristol dirt race in the year. NASCAR video games. Bristol is my favorite track. It is. I like the it's short the best track. I, it's been a I, I like, for me to go I there. I think there's a better track. Uh, Road America is like two and a half minutes per lap. That is sick. Yeah. I love the dirt. I love how pissed off people were getting at the dirt. I yeah, love seeing the camera from inside the car and you yep. can't see anything outside the windshield because it's just a cloud of dust. Mm-hmm. I love that. And, and I love and, that they had cameras the on times, the walls that were basically doing nothing because they were oh, engulfed yeah. with dust. Although I, I love do, that. I, I do want to cons- uh, send my condolences to the guy that left his Nissan in the Bristol parking lot overnight when it flooded. Oh, tough scene. <laughs> NASCAR also did a good job with that dirt track. There were some iffy spots, but considering the weather conditions coming into that day. Yeah, it rained all day Sunday. And it's got to imagine it's going to be better next year because now, they, they got a year under their belt. As a NASCAR guy, I'd rather go to the, have them go to like a real dirt track, like a dirt dirt track. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't. Yeah, I think it's cooler at Bristol. I like. I think it's cooler throwing dirt right on the banking that they have there because there's not many dirt tracks that have a banking like Bristol has. I like my. I like my two asphalt dates at Bristol. I really do. Um, but I mean, it was an experiment, and it drew drew over three million viewers. On a Monday, did it really? Monday afternoon. On a Monday. Wow, I was actually I was gonna look up uh, those stats because I really wanted to know. I was in class with it on because I was so interested to see it. I got Justin and all of his frat buddies watching it. 
Did you have that, that was fun. Yeah. NASCAR, that, that was a good move by NASCAR. I love it that. was. And then if they do more stuff like that, it'll only it's going to bring in more people. There's rumors, guys. There's rumors. I don't want to go spreading in misinformation, but there are rumors out there that they might be considering soon a street course. Yeah, oh, I am so down for that. And they're and they're changing the tires are going to be like Formula One with one lug nut in the middle. Indycar is doing a, a street course in Nashville this year. That's cool. It's nice and, to see and racing there's a course going outside. In Nashville really. that uh, the people that own Dover own. It's they're nice to see racing, racing this year go outside of like their, you know, known parameters. You know, I mean, I'm happy. I got my Coke 600 tickets. I got my Pocono doubleheader tickets. I'm ready. Yeah, so thank you for listening to the episode. Uh, new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. Uh, tune in this Friday. We're finally going to finish Goat by Number. We're scheduled to. We're having an early episode release on Friday because the Devils do play Friday night, and Trish and oh. I got to get down there. Do you, you want to share your good information on what's happening to you on Friday? <laughs> well, I can't even think about what's happening to me on Mr. Friday. Season ticket holder oh, yes, I'm the Devils season ticket holder of the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You got. You know get- did they tell you what game you're doing? Friday. Right. No, I mean like the game at like you know. Are you doing like? Oh that no no no! I don't get thing? any of that. I just get that we're we're honoring our season ticket holder of the game. It's going to be me. Oh, all right, that's yeah, awesome. Like, that's something. Do you like get anything for that? I don't know. I hope so. I I'm can sure see they give myself you not getting it. Usually, <laughs> I don't when know. They they're do very this, stingy. They are <laughs> stingy. You're getting an Eminem's gift bag. Yeah. Like I got, I got a hat and a pin. <laughs> being a member, I got, I got the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, you had to pay for the bag, right? I give them a buttload of money. They gave me a hat and a pin. Although the, be- <laughs> the beanie looked cool. I got a cool beanie. Yeah. The difference is you give them a lot more money than we do. Yeah. All right. So we will see you this Friday for an episode of Too Many Men.